I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Hey, 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 what's up, Reasonable Marks? It's Reasonable Wrestling, and it's time to get real. We are your uncut, unfiltered, the underground of podcast game, as I like to say. I'm your host, CT, a.k.a. Chitty Bang. And along with me is, of course, the most high, my tag team partner, Chris. What's good? It's no lighter flick because I am rolling up as we speak. So (laughs) you'll get that in a little later. Yeah, to um, kick things off, I want to actually uh, let's 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 talk about you. What, what have you been up to lately? What what have you been? Where you been hanging out with? Who, who you been hanging out with? Uh, I've just been chilling, bro. You've been <laughs> chilling, bro. <laughs> nah, man. Uh, my uh, a good friend of mine, Matt Riddle, um, recently moved to Orlando. Got his contract with WWE. Congratulations, so. bro. Congratulations, man. So, yeah, I went by and... Oh, that's me. Uh, but I went by and saw the homie. Um, he's in town. Saw, met the wife, met the kids. First time that I saw the family, which was really fun. Um, and then we, we kicked it. Played some Mortal Kombat and whatnot. And just had a really good time, man. So, yeah. shout out to the bro. Um, so I told him I was going to shout him out, so hopefully we'll get a little cheap plug with him uh, when I tweet this out. So, um, yeah, that's just me, man. Oh, shout out to uh, MLW. We'll be in Fort Lauderdale. Um, their war games is September 6th um, or 7th, uh, whatever. I don't, they don't pay me, so it's okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> September 6th. Uh, they down in Fort Lauderdale, so um, yeah, pretty pretty busy couple of weeks for me, man. Yeah. Um, but anyway, enough about life. life. Yeah, we we're not gonna spend too much time today on the show. Um, right now it is Wednesday night, ten thirty. Uh, we're gonna try to get a good show, a quick show. Um, hit some really quick spots. Uh, make sure you find us on iTunes, Reasonable Wrestling Podcast. We're also on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Um, actually, let's not use Twitter right now because Twitter has a different handle, but everything else is Reasonable Wrestling Podcast. iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Instagram, Facebook. Um, it's all Reasonable Wrestling. Stitcher, all Reasonable Wrestling. But follow us on Twitter for um, at RWPodcast1 for more updates uh, for stuff that we're doing during the week. Um, with that being with said, that said, let's yeah. get into the high spot. Let's um, go ahead and... Uh, I'll take it away first. And my high spot of the week was Booker T and the New Day. They introed uh, SmackDown this week with a coronation, so to speak. Yes. Uh, 
He, uh, I think it could. I think it was a little bit choppy at some points, but I really think this was a moment for black wrestling, man. <laughs> for black wrestling, this was a moment for black wrestlers. And um, Booker T coming out as the legend he is in his King Booker gimmick to uh, coronate the New Day as the um, five-time champions and and to induct them into the five-time club. I think it was a moment that we're going to see and we're going to remember and, you know, it will be played back, and, you know, on, you know, little I'm a, I'm packages it, and whatnot. I'm going to keep it real with you, Chief. I don't know how much I'm going to remember it past what I know right now, but it was definitely a feel-good moment for me um, to see all four of those people be able to get... Obviously, we know how good the New Day is. They've proven themselves. Booker T has been proved itself over time. But we've had issues with having black people on screen, giving them time, something that's meaningful, something that's dope. You know what I mean? Uh, For them to, your word, interweave. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) For them to interweave that, you know, um, and, and, you know, play back on Big E's gimmick, I Need Five, which is paying homage to King Kong Bundy. So everything is wrestling is, is for them to have to connect those dots was really a high spot. I think it was uh, I think it was awesome. I think they could have done it because they didn't talk about King Bum- Bundy or you know of course it's not, or or it's or, not or, or, or Biggie's five gimmick. But they, 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 they didn't mention it on there. I don't I didn't remember them mentioning it. But um, they, they, made, they made it more about them being five time champs. Above uh, it doesn't matter. It was a great segment to me because I'd never seen a wrestling show intro with five black people. Four. For um, sorry, my bad. I'm th- I've got five on the brain. Uh, four black people, you know, and then you know they have a good feel, good moment, and that's it. No tack, no fucking, you know, goofy. And I mean, some people may say they're acting goofy, but that's their gimmicks. That's with them having fun. That's them going out there and performing and and making uh, people happy and putting a smile on people's faces. I think it was a very well written segment. May have not been performed great in certain moments. Um, but I, I loved it. You know, it made me it made me smile at least. Yeah, this is not the best written or best produced segment. This was a high spot segment. Uh-huh. So yeah, high spot was seeing four black guys in the ring getting prominent time. Each one of them giving them props to each other. Nobody was tearing nobody down. Uh-huh. Um, Millie saw Booker T. She's like. Who's this old nigga? I was like, come King on. King Booker. <laughs> Millie, you don't know King Booker? No. And she doesn't. But <laughs> what's funny, even what's even more funny about that, the very next segment was uh, Carmella talking to Paige. And then Archu comes up out of nowhere. And she's like, who the hell is this nigga? Like, who are these old black niggas coming out of nowhere? She'd never mm-hmm. seen these guys before. And she just said, well, this old black guy's coming out of nowhere. It was hilarious. But uh, there's some Millie takes for you. Uh, we'll try to get her on the show again. Yeah. Um, actually, you guys will have a whole Millie's episode coming up in October. You guys look out for that. In essence of uh, the Evolutions pay-per-view, we're just going to give Millie the mic and give her some time. And she's going to let those hot takes fire. She's got hot take yapper, dog. Yo. With a few in the she chamber. She has a lot to talk about. So, um, but yeah, so that was dope. That was, that was definitely a good, that was definitely a a high spot for me as well. So, um, my high spot was on Raw, and it was the IC Challenge of Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. Um, I didn't know what they were going to do with Seth um, as far as the progression of him and the title and where it was going to go. And um, for them to be in Toronto, have KO come out, that was dope. Um, They put on a fantastic match. 
Um, I mean, it's Kevin Steen and Tyler Black. They're gonna put on some something great every single time they link up, and they gave him time. So. Yeah, I mean, that's the most part. Um, so I definitely the angle after. Um, I don't know what's going on with that. Um, I I have it later on down the show. What I want to talk about actually, it might be the next segment. But I think that that show, or I'm sorry, that segment of the match, um, th- that match segment um, was time well spent for that three hours that we invested into wrestling. Um, like I say, wrestling is about in-ring activity, and Seth and, and, and Kevin put on a great match. So I was highly, highly entertained, and I definitely was highly entertained. And because um, I'm actively on Twitter, you know what I mean? Um, you can also follow me, C. McLean eighty nine on Twitter for all these cheap plugs that we're doing here, but um, yeah, I was on Twitter and uh, people were tweeting like, "Yo, Kevin Owens is still in the ring during a commercial break with just the lights off in the chair and stuff." So I was intrigued to see what was going on. Came back from commercial and he hits the I quit, um, a la Batista, you know what <laughs> I mean? And um, it it was dope. So that was that was my high spot, which leads me right into my best written. Okay. Or unless you had a comment on my, I mean, my high well, spot yeah, leads I mean, into there. So. I mean, your best friend, I mean, your high spot was IC, and it leads into your best friend, absolutely. Uh, I, I do think it was a great match. I think that uh, KO quitting uh, gave him some needed a uh, refresher. Um, so I'm with you on that. So um, the reason why I put it as my best written, um, just so we can keep the show along, is that um, when... When they don't have something for someone, it's okay to reset. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And that's refreshing to me. You know what I mean? Instead of try Like, KO... Like, they bounced him from Raw to SmackDown back to Raw just because he was a hot commodity. Like, uh-huh. Kevin really is a hot commodity. He moves uh-huh. product. He moves merch. He, you know, he's a de facto baby face working a heel. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, so... For the writing staff or for people to be like, hey, we have a, a, a mission for other people and to legit step back and be like, yo, if you got time to take off or we don't have nothing for you right now, like that's dope to me. Like that takes an element of uh, because obviously WWE loves the money. Like mm-hmm. let's look at their schedule of what they're traveling. You know what I mean? Like they love punishing people. Um, so if Kevin's off TV doing house show sloops and stuff like that, able to spend some more time with the family, he's been taking hellacious bumps. He's been putting his body on the line. Um, I think it's fantastic to write somebody off TV. I mean, he's been taking hellacious bump after bump after bump every single big event. Um, Kevin is a fucking trooper, man. He's a tough guy. Uh, I thought it was even. I want to piggyback on it being best written for you because, like, it really—it's not my best written, but it really was written well. If you tie in him quitting to what he said prior to his match, he's like, um, "I thought coming to Raw would be a rejuvenation for me. I thought SmackDown was bad, you know, but came into since I've been in Raw, I've been tormented by this monster. I have yet to win a championship, and I'm not leaving here without a championship. He's like, if I had my best friend Sammy with me, it would be great. So him losing after all that talk and after going through Braun and getting wrecked and him being down in the dumps after failing again to achieve something, like he's supposed to win the money in Bay briefcase, failed at that, failed at getting the IC strap, he's defeated, and uh, it's okay 
to have a guy who's defeated on screen feel show this show his weakness and be like you know I'm done and quit it and Kevin Owens is a like he he is a a sniveling cocky heel sometimes but he's also but he's but he's also like a a bully when he can be but he's a coward you know at the end of the day he's a cowardly heel uh and a guy who's going to run away from his problems, so he's going to take the easy route out as a heel. He should. So I understand why that's the best written for you. Um, anything else you want to say about KO? Nah, man. Um, Gilwell, if you are taking some time off, like I said last week um, after the SummerSlam show, um, I don't know what they were doing with you, and I was praying for you because <laughs> you were taking, I mean, off the cell, off the ladder, the bump, you know, the porta potty bump. The choke slam on the ramp. It's it's been a lot. Like you you've been take you your body and then I you know you travel uh-huh. you know like you know people you don't get time to heal you, you don't, don't get time to really you don't come on you know when we just fall and we're like oh man I'm feeling this like days after day you know um, yeah they 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 they, they get they get right back up and go to fucking house shows yeah they they on the road they drive they fly uh-huh. you know that's still that's still not accommodating so. Um, no, honestly, man, this is a reasonable show. Uh, we like to talk about things in a pragmatic way, and we also know that these performers are people. Um, so with that being said, we always try not to be too cynical. So hopefully nothing's wrong. Hopefully he's not injured or anything like that, and that's why you're written off TV. Hopefully they know that that's a player, and that player needs time. You know what yeah. I mean? And you have other players to step. Listen, you got the big red belt on Roman, right? Yeah. Like, you don't need to work everybody else yeah. you know what I mean like you got your franchise quarterback at this point so yeah. um, give some people some time off give, rejuvenate them you see on Smackdown they brought the Colognes back you know what I mean tag team like just it's yeah. it's, it's, it's really okay to yeah. refresh people you know what yeah, I mean speaking so, of that you know I was talking about how they weren't having repetitive matches they brought back Ascension and Dan Brooke even though they're not the most hottest commodities I just rather see somebody new on Raw so Kevin Owens taking a, a back seat, you know, I'm not so deterred by that. Anyways, uh, yeah, my best friend. Let's go with my best friend right now. My best friend, I think for the third week in a row, possibly, with, uh, without with risk without the risk of, like, sounding repetitive, it's Becky Lynch. Um, it's just her, her storyline with, with uh, Charlotte from day one has been completely... Uh, I think handle ha- handle with care. You know, when you have a best friend and your best friend is one up in you, it's only it's only natural that there's some resentment. Like there's some resentment, even though they were quote unquote best friends. And you need um, you 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 need you for you for a woman's title picture on SmackDown. You need somebody to have that vicious side because on on Raw they're not they're, they I don't know what the fuck they're doing. So I'm glad on the women's division of SmackDown. They're giving that Becky this vicious, angry persona, and she's portraying. I think she just needs to work on her beatdowns. Her beatdowns have been bad. I'm like the one on uh, at SummerSlam was bad, and the one she did on SmackDown was pretty bad too. She needs to actually contact, like show at least that she's trying to contact Charlotte. But um, in terms of writing wise, I think that Charlotte had a great promo early in the, in the program where Charlotte was like, "What do you expect me to do? Just let you win?" Like, you know, I, I, this is not, uh, you know, a uh, place where people just get, you know, trophies, you know, handed out to them. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to apologize for being elite and for being the best 
woman on the roster for being great. And uh, that's a great that was that was a great promo from, from Charlotte. Becky later on the night attacks her, calls her a bitch <laughs> on the air, and leaves uh, her lying to end the show, showing sh- showcasing <laughs> that that blood feud with them. So I'm um, for two girls who seemed like best friends a couple months ago, so tight. I think they switched the gears very well with this, the way they should have with Sasha and Bailey that they didn't for some reason. At this point in time, I'm not compa- I'm tired of comparing them. Um, whatever they're doing with Bailey and Sasha, I'm completely not invested or don't care in. Um, I, we've talked about Becky being a heel. We talked about Charlotte um, being the golden girl of this kind of era of women's wrestling, which, listen, putting the belt on her seven times, you know, Alexa's right there with five, I think, or uh-huh. four. You know what I mean? So... They kind of have their cornerstones of the women's division right now, um, but I think I think the storytelling of Becky and Charlotte is going to lead to a real barn burner of a one on one. Like that's one thing we really haven't had in the women's division. We haven't had a single feud for a, like for, yeah, for, for a while. while. Like a like you know even Oscar and Charlotte wasn't a singers thing. It was just like hey. I want to rumble. You got the tighter ass. You know, it wasn't a, necessarily a feud. You mean like you mean like a really gr- a real grudge that we can buy into? Because we had Naya and Alexa, but I don't think we bought into that. No anymore. one bought into that because of the same like it. That's inorganic. Yeah. If anything, that should have been that should have been a Shawn Michaels Diesel esque feud of Naya probably protecting Alexa to the point where she's like, all right, I want that title uh-huh. more than protecting you. That would allow... And rather then, than the whole bullying rather thing. Rather than bullying thing. Or, and then that would have let Alexa to be a little bit more organic. It's like, I carried you to where you came from. That's yeah. just my idea of writing and stuff like that. Anyway, but as far as that feud wasn't even necessarily told compellingly. Um, and it didn't necessarily make sense because of the flip-flopping. Yeah. Um, here it, it makes sense because of how organically over Becky was as a baby face. How organically people really kind of wanted to see her get that shine, uh-huh. and how organically people feel like ah, it's, it's Charlotte. Uh-huh. And when you're Becky, that's supposed to piss you the fuck yeah. off. You know what I mean? Like that's supposed to piss you off. So. Um, Especially coming from where she came from. She was off the roster for how long? She was doing a movie. But then when she came back, she was really not getting that love on, on air. She was not getting time. She hustled for like a whole year to get back to where she was actually taken seriously as a contender. And Charlotte takes the title again. It's, 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 it's writing reality into, 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 into fiction in a way that I think we can buy it. Even though people are saying, oh, Becky should be the face. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if she's getting cheered. I, I, I think it's even better that that people are reacting to her in such a visceral way that it makes the feud hot in general. When you hear, when you hear, the, the, when you hear the crowd pop chanting Becky when, at the end of the show and they're going crazy in Toronto for her, I think that's a plus, no matter how you spin it, regardless of how she's supposed to be portrayed as a heel or whatever. Because we have people in boxing who should be portrayed as heel in Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. They talk shit all the time, UFC and boxing, and people still love them and cheer for them. So in WWE, I don't, 
I think we're in an era right now where the the blurring the lines is okay in the sense of like, all right, you can cheer for a baby face. So I mean, boo baby face and cheer heel. So um, Becky, do keep doing your thing. Uh, your performance has been great on the mic. Uh, work better on your actual beatdowns. But besides that, you, you're doing pretty good. Yeah, I mean, you and Charlotte, I hope you guys rip the house down, tear the house down at um, Hell in a Cell. Um, all right, let's um, transition into our worst written of the week. Um, my worst written, um, I won't, I'm, yes. You mind if I go with my worst written first? Um, I don't care. I just wanted to move the show along. Yeah, because yours, I forget it. The reason why, you're leading to my best produce. Uh, Braun Strowman is the worst written person on the roster right now. I mean, not, not the entire roster. I'm not saying the roster. That's a little bit hyperbole. Braun Strowman right now, it's crazy how I can go from him being written very well one week to him being written. You're very flip-floppy, but it's I'm not fine. flip-floppy. It all, it, it all makes sense because when you do, when, they, when they're flip-floppy, I'm flip-floppy pretty much. So when they flip shit on me like that, I will flip shit because I— Well, we knew he was going heel when the okay. shield came back. All we right. knew that. I, I know that. I think they're just turning them heel just so they can give them, so Roman can beat him at Hell in a Cell. It could be like written off that way. Oh, he beat the heel. But when you see how hot Braun is, and you're building him up as a monster, going through KO, tipping shit over, breaking shit, you know, and pretty much um, terrorizing this guy, and then you have him this as this monster who's a dolo. This guy's dolo all this time. At the, to have him at the end of a show turn on Roman. I have no problem with him turning on Roman because he, he just jumped him last week with his boys. What I have a problem with Braun is the end picture of him raising arms with Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre as if they're buddies now. I don't get that with, with what you portrayed Braun to be. At An that point... My enemy is my friend. Uh, Braun's too um, dominant to he's even care. Too, he's not when he literally just got his ass. That's the okay. That's the story. That monster's vulnerable. That monster's wounded. You know what I mean? Like monsters can be like nigga. It, I don't care about the Connor or whatever. If like Braun's not Thanos. You know what I mean? Like. And even if he was Thanos, Thanos had cronies. He had people around him to do his bidding. Go get me that Infinity Stone. Go get me that Infinity Stone. You know what I mean? Like, right now, literally, Braun got ganged up on. And he's like, okay, I can be smart or I can be a dummy. Right? I'm not no dumb monster. I'm not going to go into there and like, okay, these are the hounds, quote-unquote, of justice. These are... They're very hungry. Dean's coming back. Roman's got motivation. Seth Rollins, IC Champion, they all on their shit right now. I may need a little bit of help. And who has been a thorn in their side over the past couple months? These guys. Say, hey, pretty boy. Hey there, token boy. I need some help. Bring your ass over here. I think that the way they portrayed Braun has been so effective in portraying him as a dominant monster who doesn't doesn't need anybody to do shit. For a whole year, they've been portraying him this way. Like since since he got tossed in a dumpster, he hasn't needed anybody to do anything. He also hasn't had a feud that was against more than one person either. 
Like that's like he he had a feud against the Bar leading against WrestleMania. He has a feud against you know it wasn't it wasn't a feud against the Bar. He was just in a tag tournament and then he won it with a ten year old. So I mean, and 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 they were sending the Bar to SmackDown literally the next week anyway. So that was to get them off of to get the titles off of them and move them on to SmackDown. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. Braun. As a staple, and uh, for the past year, he's been a staple on Raw, where he has been beating people up, breaking shit, tossing shit over. He's been a force of destruction. And also been almost losing. superhuman. Also almost, been losing. Almost superhuman. Also been losing. Also been losing. He lost it. He he was he was some freak of nature when he's ripping stuff down backstage and he couldn't be Brock and Kane at Royal Rumble. All right, listen. Uh, uh, he listen, he was I, in the elimination chamber and who who did he job to in the elimination chamber? And I have a problem with, with like, I have, so, and I have a problem with. The way they portrayed him at uh, at SummerSlam too, they, with Brock, Brock pretty much treating him like a little bitch, beating him down with his own briefcase. So like, why would you build this guy up so strongly to then bury him with Brock and then bury him again with the Shield and then turn him heel the next week? Because that's when, not when, their when guy. You, when, but they have him as that's a not their he guy. could be a he could be he could be a face. He can be a really strong face. You know, giants are faces. Giants are our faces. Says who? I mean, says who? Like, who, in what world do we have to say? Oh, he's a big guy. He can't be a. He can't be because a face. think about it. Who's a gentle? giant? People are booing Roman. Who's gentle giant? If you're a gentle giant, go to Disney. This is a combat sport. You, if you're a giant, if you're a big guy, you're supposed to dominate. You know, he's, he's a face for being the Hulk. The Hulk is a, is, a, is not a gentle giant, but people cheer the fucking Hulk when he comes on screen. That's what Braun Strowman is. But you don't Hulk take L's. Yeah, and Braun takes L's too, but and that's fine. I have no problem with him taking L's, but the way they did it is he took L, took an L, and then switched his whole his whole thing to like I'm gonna align with these guys because I need these guys' help. This is bullshit. What do you mean? Like it wasn't I, I'm gonna align with these guys because I need these guys' help. I just it, I just broke it down. It's really lot we're a logical wrestling show. An uh, enemy of my enemy is my friend. It's three against one. I, for they anybody go, else, I would be like, cool. But for Braun, I think, think they have something nigga, in him. He can't destroy the shield by himself, and they just realigned the shield. Huh. Like, that doesn't. That also doesn't make sense. Like, if Braun comes back and destroys the shield single-handedly, then what the fuck did the shield come back for? What dominance are they doing? I'm not saying that he shouldn't have problems with the shield. I'm saying that he, as a man... Who's a monster among men shouldn't need anybody to combat the shield. If anybody should keep you on his side, it's Bray Wyatt. That's it. And maybe Luke Harper if they if they tra- traded him, and that's it. And that's what I would have want would like to see. That makes sense. It doesn't him make lining himself with Drew and uh, Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler when he has. Never been aligned with them before, where he has never, and he's actually was fighting them a couple weeks ago. Bro, he was it, never it doesn't, aligned it doesn't with make a ten no year old. Sense. He was never that's, aligned that's with a That's a spectacle, you know. Don't bring that ten year old because you know that's a spectacle. That's not like a normal situation. But yeah. anyways, that's my worst written. I have another worst written oh with Randy God. and Jeff Hardy. Why does Randy and Jeff Hardy get in a Hell in a Cell match? Like, why isn't that Samoa Joe? Because they should just and, die. That's the and point. AJ. Put them in a cell so hopefully they both kill each other. Well, I think they're. It's like you. It's just. <laughs> I just, like, you just realized what you fucking said. <laughs> they should just die. Don't, we're not wishing death upon anybody here. Listen, Randy's going to bore a motherfucker to death. I can uh, tell you that. Um, I just don't get putting Randy and Jeff in a hell in a sun match. They're trying to make this, portray this to us like it's a fucking blood feud. 
like I give a fuck again, about Randy and Jeff. They, again, they want Jeff to jump off something because he he's listen. He's on his last legs, bro. Let's jump off something. Let's, let's, let's get those. Let's, let's get, get those bumps. Yeah, get, get last few Jeff bumps before your career's over. Please. <laughs> so we can. So if you do die the glorious death, we can put. I would have rather seen AJ do a bump from himself or or some other joke because I think I'm not. I'm There's saying no that, way in the world AJ. I'm doing just a saying or in a cell match. There's not with, enough well, What I mean, I'm not saying off the top of the cell. I'm saying like within a cell match, I'd rather see Small Joe and AJ have a cell in some match because it's actually. Realistic that they would have a blood feud because they're the niggas talking about his family. Like that's what I wanted to see. How to sell? It's like that makes sense. All right, it's important enough to be like, all right, we're gonna we need a cage to contain contain our um, animosity. But uh, we're having Randy and Jeff instead, which I am not looking forward to per se. I hope it delivers. They, they botch a lot of stuff, man. This is why. Um uh, whatever. I'm not going to no rant because I don't care. And today's today's not the day for ranting, Chris. Yeah, Chris to- does not care about anything this week. <laughs> you know, um, sorry guys, Chris is gonna just ramble his shit and then say I don't care, bro. I don't care. Like, it's I don't not- care. It's, listen, listen, man. I this the the graphics for the Hell in the Cell. Like I can go on about how that's produced. Like it's okay to double do the double screening and what is produced by on the commercials and stuff, but it's it's it, it becomes it becomes gimmicky. The logo sucks. The matches for Hell in the Cell seems like they're suck. Like I like why should like why should I why am why are we going to talk extensively for an hour and a half of something that we don't care about? Let's like I don't care well, about Alexa and Ronda. I don't care about Jeff and Randy. I don't. What else is other the hell in the cell? I, well, we're going to have Daniel Bryan and B. Okay, that's fine. Daniel Bryan and Miz, but that's not even going to be in a hell in the cell. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like the match we're going to have Roman and Strowman. And they're like, botching this whole pay per view. Like, they're botching <laughs> fucking me giving a fuck. So that's why I don't. Care. Yeah, so he's been completely he's been completely like just checked out the whole week of wrestling. Yeah, just before we got on the podcast, he's like, "Oh, it's a whole bunch of wrestling, man." (laughs) Like it's a lot, and I can just see it on his face. Like he's been. It's just a lot to. It's a lot to invest. It's a lot. Like like right now, we're talking about like 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 I don't want to get aggravated with you about. What's your best written and and things? I mean, the section is called worst written. That's why I'm I mean, but about the, but I mean, but that's not the legit worst written because it's logical. Like if Randy talking, and Jeff. No, I'm not. I don't like I said. I don't give. I would rather you not. Well, even that's have what I was talking that. about. I, I'm talking that's about Braun as far as that's okay. what I'm saying. You could have not put Braun in there. That's not the worst written. Your worst written is Randy and Jeff Hardy. Leave Braun alone because that's not the worst written because they've been fucking him up for six months. <laughs> Literally, of the week that was happened, the worst shit that they could have put on paper that projected on screen was them telling us that we're going to have a Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton match. Yeah. Next. Yeah. What's your worst friend? My worst friend was not too in debt, but it's just the way that it was. It was probably portrayed on screen. And I don't want to necessarily probably put that in the produce category, but I do think it's probably the written lines that they give him. It was the Daniel Bryan and Andrade segment or a promo. Um, I loved what it led to. I loved what it produced from it. Um, it's just that if you go back and watch the promo, it's cringeworthy. Of Daniel Bryan on the mic. Well, Daniel Bryan was on the mic, you know, you know, and you got Bree on the mic. It was kind of choppy, and then you have Andrade and Zelina come out. I get what you're saying. Worst written. 
But <laughs> to me, that was my best produce. And I'll tell you why. Because to get Daniel Bryan come out with Brie and do their little tidbit together, then you have Andrade get in, 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 into a, a, a decorum with him. A, a, but what was the purpose? To have that fucking epic match. What? Okay. Uh, keep going. Did you watch the match? Written. Why was he written in a program with Daniel Bryan in the beginning? What is the correlation? Why did Andrade feel the need? Like, yes, the match was fantastic, but what is the background of it? Just to give me a match? That's the same shit we complain about on, on, on Raw of not having any substance. So them, and that's the reason why it, it was written poorly because there's nothing that they have to sink their teeth into to to give any type of animosity. Oh, because so you would have rather than just announce, oh, it's gonna be Daniel Bryan versus Andrade yes, today. Yes, just give me that. I think that him coming out and challenging Daniel Bryan with Selena Vegas as his business partner gives him a, a opportunity to to show what he has on the mic, which he failed. I think we I think that that's Andrade, why it's worse written. Because you know, why would you put fucking Andrade on the mic? I didn't know he was going to be that bad. I am your champion! <laughs> Again, why would you put him on the mic? Yeah, Andrade, he needs some work on the mic, but it's all good. You know, um, It's not all good if you're going to keep putting him on the you, mic. He has to get chances on the mic. No, Sorry. you don't. You're, listen, to you're, grow, you're, to grow. No, you're a Hispanic act. You got somebody who can speak for you. You got a mouthpiece. That's, that's literally the easiest fucking thing to write. Have the mouthpiece talk. That's a heater. That's your valet. That's the you're the performer. You have a heater. You don't need to talk. So that means that his but then his um his ceiling is very is gonna be low. His ceiling is low anyway, nigga. Mm, he could be he could be a man. He ain't if shit. He can talk. He can't. He ain't shit. He can't. Oh my Andrade God. ain't shit. He can he be a main eventer if he can talk. He can't talk, so he's not a main eventer. Therefore, he's not shit. What? But the, if he can work on it, then you he, know. Bro, People do learn English. You realize that, right? How old is he? How long has he been working in the States? How long has he been in the... He w- literally went to NXT who does a pro a promo session class for their people. And they just said, just wrestle, guy. Just fucking wrestle. Because... Yeah. That's what he's good at. So mm-hmm. there's that's the ceiling from him. A wrestling guy. A hand. Oh, that sucks, man. Because I, 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 I'm a huge fan. Do they of go to? They don't go to Mexico. And maybe, a lot. I'm, maybe, 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 to... maybe I'm biased because I'm a huge, I'm a huge Andrade fan. But I see him uh, having main event programs if possible. But then again, I with understand what, what, with, with, with maybe, maybe with what talk exactly. And that's my, that's why it's the worst written. Because if you're going to put him in programs, if you're going to make people care about him, because people care about Daniel Bryan, and if you're going to make people care about Andrade's against Daniel Bryan. The only way you do that is with the talker. Selena. And you don't give her the fucking mic. So you don't give him the mic at all. For, right? for, for what? All right. All right. People started wetting him and shit. Yeah. That, right. Exactly. Yeah. For, and you, he's dead but in anyways, water. It, That's it, the reason it why. It ended up being produced pretty well for me because it went into a match, which went into an angle with The Miz, which went to, went to a backstage segment with The Miz. And, uh, well, them looking at the screen from an awkward angle, as they always do. And then... um. You know, Maurice being the, the mastermind as she is, she whispers in Mrs. ear, he comes down and he doesn't attack. I think that whole transition of Dan Bryan coming out with Breathe to talk, Zelina and Andrade coming out, them actually having a match that was really dope until the Miz came out, and then them jumping Dan Bryan and, the Miz and um, Bree, I thought it was really nice uh, to, to extend the feud. 
per se. I'm not saying it was actually executed very well, so I know why it's your worst rant. I'm not debating that. But the way that they actually put it in the order of the show, I think that could have worked if they executed it a little bit better, tightly. Um, as far as produce wise, uh, I won't. I'm, I'm, I'm still gonna. If if it's written well, if it's written work, if it's written bad, it's gonna be produced bad. So I'm, I can't concede with you that that segment of those four people of Bree, Daniel, who are not strong on the mic. Andrade not good on the mic, and only one person who's decent on the mic, which is Zelina, that's a badly produced segment. Whoever got the green light and was like, hey, you four guys are going to get camera time with three bad talkers, that's produced bad. <laughs> that is just produced, that's written bad, and that's produced bad. Um, now, the match was produced well. That was a great match, and to uh, pro- uh, to propel the few going into Hell in a Cell of Miz and Daniel Bryan, um, I will go ahead and do the same thing. So uh, I-, I will say the same thing and say that was produced well. Um, but for that that segment, for me personally, I am going to say that it, it, I, I, I can't you. I can't I can't concede and say that's greatly produced because I got you because of the writing because again. If it's on, again, we said it about Braun, you know what I mean? I know uh, when they write it and say, hey, we're going to turn him heel because we kind of have to because we have three baby faces that we're trying to get over. How do you get heat on Braun? There's literally no other heaters on Raw that they could have put to get heat on Braun because then now you have a match where people are going to boo Roman Cheer Braun and then cheer Dean and Ambrose. That throws off the dynamic of everything. Uh-huh. We need them to just cheer those three guys in the vest, and we need guys to boo those three guys over there. So uh-huh. you get heaters on. Like I mean, yes, you could bring Bray back and you can bring Luke back, but this is like fantasy. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like as far as realistic, because then again, we're still cheering that. There's still no. There's still no heat. On um, what you need. Because I, I see Roman and Braun program being a face-face right now at the moment. And, that, and then, that's, then, that's then, no then, money in that. There's absolutely no money in that. Logically, business-wise, there's no money in face Then versus turn face. Roman heel for goodness sake. No, Nick. Ah, Jesus And Christ. I don't want to be a, like a, a typical person, but that's to say Roman heel, but... I I I guess you I guess you don't see Braun as a face as a viable face. I I do. I'm sorry. No, I don't see Braun as a viable face because literally, if you do dastardly things, you become a dastardly heel. Um, People are cheering him do dastardly things every week. That's for the past like I mean that's not him yeah. him him just beating up jobbers is not literally dastardly. Him showing uh, feats of strength is not necessarily dastardly. What's dastardly is aligning yourself with people that fans don't like. That's Dashley. And then laying out literally, okay, let's say two-thirds of the shield are super hot, which is, like, that gets you heat. Mm-hmm. Two-thirds, is, that's, 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 a, that's a percentage. Yeah, that's a, that's, that, that swings in your way. If you're laying out Dean and Seth, they're not cheering on Braun during that. You know what I mean? Roman, maybe. You know what I mean? But uh, Seth and Dean, no, like, no, we're going to yeah. boo you. So we need to flip him because a face versus face is no money because we're not giving the ball to Strowman. He's not our guy. He's he's literally he's literally the guy that came in during the series of where my guy was hurt and he played extremely well and the fans cheer, but that's 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 
Uh-huh. That's the extent of it. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, maybe I'm cheering the backup too much, but uh, yes, you, I, I you think truly that, are cheering the backup too much. I think that this whole Braun thing, he has had so many great moments where I can see like, yo, these fans are going crazy for him. The, the get these hands thing is over. Like so, like why not a face? And, and and I think it's just an old mentality of oh, the big guy can't be a face. And I just I just don't I don't abide to that rule. Well, I mean, at, at the same time, like you know, when I look at it, is like no, because realistically, when you put the belt on him, who's supposed to take it off of him? And then are we cheering the shield the- as a group? That's what you do. Oh, shut the fuck up! Can we move on? Yeah, move on. Yeah, you show on was, you. It's on you. What's your best produce? That was stupid. The what shit. the shield? That was stupid. What are you talking about? The shield can't figure out a way. Oh, to get so the we're going to have three niggas hold one? No, title? nigga, that's not what the fuck I meant. I meant the shield. That's, a, that's this. Okay, so listen, you, they just had you, you. The shield just jumped him. They can find figure out a way to write in a way that Braun gets the belt off. You know they get the ball off him. They've done it a million times with big guys. Before. And then who puts who 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 get who gets the strap? Dude, you, you, we can keep going on who, with this. Gets, can, this is what I'm saying. We who, can keep going on with this. This is but what I'm saying. I'm just saying you just got to be creative. And that's, that's the end of it. That's the beginning and end of it. You just be creative. Get the belt off a guy who who's dominant. He should be. He should have had the belt. Like this guy is dominant. If you're gonna portray him as being as dominant as he has been, and not put the belt on him, then what the fuck are we doing here with LeBron? This, that's what I'm saying. That's why I say you're cheering the backup too much. He's, he was never supposed to be in the fucking game. Period. He was the black sheep. He came in as the black sheep. They didn't come in with the plan with. But LeBron. he organically got over. And who cares about organically getting over if I can't make money with him long term? Oh my boy, man. What else? Is, what else? Are, how are we gonna market this big guy? Can Dude, we put, can we just put, as you market the Hulk in, in Avengers as a guy who just wrecks shop whenever he's around people and he's gonna put people through tables, he's gonna put people through a ring, he's gonna toss people off the fucking stage. Can I put That's that motherfucker they, on Good Morning America? Absolutely. No, you can't. Absolutely. No, you Have you seen him in, in like real life? He's like a jolly green giant. Why can't you put him on Good Morning America? Do you tell me one reason why? It, I don't because I don't abide by this old man mentality of like oh the big guys are can't be a face. Like you just see it one way. I see it I, a completely different different I way. Don't see it just one. I'm, I literally logically thought about it a different way, and there's no pragmatic way that you can long term. All right, give me one good money. reason why he can't be on Good Morning America. Um, he's a big guy. He's intimidating. Good wrestler, big, wrestler, wrestler should be. He he has a personality. There's no reason. Only reason is because they chose mo- somebody are we else. Doing a monster eat reboot or no. All right, let's go. Um, are we doing? Oh, we're not. Okay, so then. What's your uh, best produced? My best produced was um, where I put. Oh, the new day. The new day was produced well. We talked about that briefly, so we won't have to go too much into it. But just having four guys, like uh, I won't nitpick, like I did with having three non-talkers on a segment. They legit have four talkers. And gave them time to just talk, which is actually written well. And them going out there and New Day um, about to proclaim themselves as five-time, 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 five-time. And then Booker T music hits. The crowd absolutely pops. They come into the ring and do their little segment. Um, Like I said, just giving black people some time to to get over. And Uh that, that that was really good. Especially because they have the tag team uh, kind of like tournaments going on. They don't need New Day for that. Exactly. So they just gave them some love exactly. to start the show. It was like, great. 
and we have this tag team kind of like I don't even know what to call it. It's six man tags, and then another one next week, and then they're gonna face each other and see who's gonna face the new day. At I mean, so. I mean, SmackDown has turned into what it used to be in O two. Like that was the when we look at O two, O three, O four, O five. That that whole era of like where it was the Guerreros and yeah, the Worker Show and fucking Jericho and. Edge and Rey Mysterio, like the the uh, um the world's greatest tag team, um like they. It's the show for wrestlers for wrestling actually. Yeah, or I was I was being more specific with tag team. Cause oh, with tag teams, okay. That's what the tag that smack that was those. Yeah, Benoit Jericho were champions. Yeah, uh, Rey Mysterio Edge were champions. The like, Guerreros were champions. Think uh, about it, they legit had Angle and Benoit were champions. Like yeah, tag team wrestling. They I legit have seven tag teams on SmackDown, including the New Day. That could actually do this whole thing, and it's making tag teams important on a show. Um, I think SmackDown as a whole this week was a great show. I think that it's one of the most complete shows I've seen in the most recent history, from top to bottom. I, it went through pretty fast for me. Like I, I love SmackDown it. always goes through fast, which makes it more enjoyable for me to watch. Which probably makes why some of the stuff comes up more. Like you hear CT speak of Becky three straight weeks. <laughs> I talk about Miz and Dan Bryan every week, which I haven't talked about this week. So hey, there go my streak. Um, <laughs> but you know, SmackDown the blue brand, and I don't really bang with blue Suwu. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> gang shit, the right? gang shit. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, shout out to SmackDown Live, man. They make Tuesdays, you know, Tuesdays enjoyable. They even have me in the wrestling mood that I'll roll over to two hundred five live. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Just to catch out, Leo Rush, twenty three year old piece of gold. <laughs> uh, Millie Allen. Millie hates us. <laughs> uh, uh, but no, my best. <laughs> You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Producers New Day, man. Shout out to all the black guys on TV. Yeah, shout out to New Day, man. If you haven't checked out a New Day character spotlight, please go check that what out. What a plug. We, yeah. Um, yeah. That's Anyways. A, that's uh, on iTunes, Google yeah. Play, and Spotify. All the, all the joints. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You all, you all know it. Um, uh, where are we at now? Worst produced. Worst produced. Ah, shit. Um, well... My worst produced was this NXT interrogation uh, scene. No. And I'm sorry to do NXT like this this week, but... Uh, I think I, they, like I, it, man. I, I think that they could have just been shot better, and it's, I mean I'm kind of nitpicking because I think it wasn't bad at all. I think that the, the writing was great, and I think the um, replacing it throughout the show the way they did with different um, characters gave people be gave people a chance to be highlighted on the show, show some personality like Nikki Cross going crazy over there. I loved it. What I didn't like was just the way that the lighting was and the way the angle of the camera was. If I was doing an interrogation scene. 
Um, and then like I'm bringing a detective in. I'll bring the whole like you know spotlight and shit. No, that's dark. You, it would be. I know. You just but, like, tell me <laughs> I'm in the old the way of thinking, <laughs> and then you come really the next segment. A little Not like old old school like that. Like I would go. You talking about the swinging one lamp and shit? <laughs> Where are you on the night of? <laughs> that's what I would have done. No, but man. not. I would tone it down. Of course, not like completely. Old school oh, interrogation scene, goodness. but I definitely wouldn't have had it from that angle of the table. Like, come <laughs> on, like you say, like, it was like a side angle. You just go check it out on NXT. I think it could have been shot better, but I'm just nitpicking it. I think they just picked some full cell classroom yes. and just use a desk. Yes, and like, all right, fuck it, yes. we're gonna use this, bro. You NXT know? is like the least cost efficient. Yeah, wrestling but they show make it ever. work though. They make it work better than the main roster, bro. They, oh man, you're not shooting in fucking broom closets for Bobby Roode. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Oh, where's, where's Bobby? Bobby? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been playing that yeah. either, man. Um, oh man. Uh so What's that, your worst produce? My, uh, my worst produce was Elias and Trish Stratus. Um I don't know what they're doing, Elias. Um usually <laughs> I if You told I, me what they were doing. I was I was wondering what they were doing, Elias. You're like, oh, they're doing him. I'm like I wish Elias was black so I can book him, but he's not, so <laughs> we're just gonna leave that alone. But I have some ideas for Elias. No, nah, you can book him right now. Nah, man, I just wish they would have given the, the icy strat with Seth a while ago. Just let Seth drop that, and I know you couldn't have propelled him, but you still could have had something meaningful with Seth. He could have did some feud. It doesn't matter, and the shield could have read whatever. But with Elias, he should have got the icy strap. All the countries and continents that they go to, Elias could have had the intercontinental strap. He could have been a modern-day honky-tonk man. He could have sold his iTunes. And you could have just made a whole bunch of money with the guy. But um, no one knows how to... No, I guess they have... A, I mean, I hustle. So I just think of... You know what I mean? Like, Elias really could have been the intercontinental champion. Uh-huh. Like, you're in, you know, North America, and then y'all go to Shanghai, and then y'all go to... You know, y'all going to Australia. Oh, you're y'all shitting on everybody to, along the way. All over the world. <laughs> all over and the world. <laughs> make songs. He makes everything original. Like, it's it, that's a dope concept. But, no, you have him in Toronto. He literally has no program. He has no title. He's not doing anything. He just literally got done with Bobby Lashley. Thank God. They're, they're literally and using him the, as a, just a, a gap in the show. Yeah, yeah. As, as a filler in the, in the show, which... It's gonna kill him. It's gonna kill the character. Yeah. Um, but that my worst produce was just the segment of him coming out about to do a shtick, and uh, for some inexplicable reason, Trish Stratus interrupts. Um, I mean, it's never a bad time to see Trish. Trish you know, yeah. So hey, interrupt me if you want to, Trish, if you're listening. <laughs> um, but um, they come out, they do whatever they do, and she slaps him. <sighs> And then that leads into um, Trish and Elect. Like, okay, I don't want to poo-poo on this Evolution pay-per-view, but it's not shaking up to be all right, okay? Um, Trish and Alexa. Trish and Alexa. Ronda, Ronda, Nikki Bella. Bella, And and that that segment was trash. Oh, sidebar. How many times are the Bella Twins going to retire and unretire? Like, (laughs) they've, they've been around for 10 years now. As and they've as, retired like at least as three, long four as times. They got a show, <laughs> and as long as they are healthy enough, 
That's the, I mean, you gotta think about it. Nikki and Brie Bella are literally their their. Yeah, man. I don't mind seeing them. They're John and and Dan Bryan. If they're healthy, they're on screen. Uh-huh. You know what I mean. If they're not filming something, they're on screen. Uh-huh. So right now, literally, um, the baby's healthy. Birdie's healthy. So Brie's able to kind of come back on the road. I guess the in laws and the family's comfortable watching the baby now, so she can come back. Um, or hell, you bring Birdie to the. If you're if you're on screen, you got fifty people backstage. I'm pretty sure Natty and <laughs> Naya. Yo, but or, you don't want to bring your kid to work and you just tell them, "Hey, you just watch my baby." Like yeah, that's nigga, kinda, they, they got oh, yeah, they got work to do too. They're not doing shit. <laughs> <laughs> you don't just bring your kid. He's like, "Yeah, you watch my kid." Listen, Alicia Fox, what are you doing? <laughs> Nothing. Take your wig off. Watch my baby. <laughs> Uh, what is she? A fucking, a fucking <laughs> slave girl? Like, Mammy over here watching kids? Listen, it's better off than getting your arm ripped off by judo throws from Ronda. Uh, but, um, yeah, the segment was was, was pretty poor. I would have I liked to see, because Mickey came out, too, with uh, Alexa and Alicia Fox. And I would have liked to see some interaction between Mickey <laughs> and Trish. Um it just didn't build anything for me. Like the whole Raw was complete shit, and that's why the ratings sucked this week for Raw. If you didn't, if you didn't hear, the ratings plummeted after the first hour and did not pick back up. Um, so, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't, I don't, know what they're. I know they're trying to push this evolution thing, but I, we want to see some action and we want to see some story building. What I have a problem with is minimizing Elias for any. Uh, any like random, I, I, random, I, I, random I, I, thing you want? No, and just saying any random yeah. thing you want Elias to do. Like you know, he also is a wrestler. He also is a competitor. And then you have the woman over here. Like we're gonna get Trish and Alexa, and this this kind of you know this, this we might as well go into our booking black segment because I got some a bone to pick with this whole Trish and Alexa thing. Um, our booking black segment this week is Sasha Banks. So going forward. Look at this thing right here. Like, so we have Sasha Banks, who was one of the four horsewomen of NXT, who built this whole evolution thing up from the, you know, just kind of revolutionized women's wrestling. She was one of the main figures in it. Now, this is not to shit on Alexa, because I, I love Alexa's work. I love what she does on the mic. I love what she does, um, you know, it's, what she does in the ring is all right. It's not bad, you know. But uh, we have this moment at Royal Rumble where Sasha Banks facing off with Trish Stratus at the end of the match, and people are going fucking bananas. They're going fucking bananas. So I'm thinking right now, why the fuck are we getting a Trish-Alexa match when we could be getting a Trish-Sasha Banks match to piggyback of what they, the reaction they, we had on Royal Rumble? Like, a Trish-Alexa back match, I don't, like, I'll, 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 I'll see it. You know, I'll, I'll watch it because it's Trish coming back after years of being gone. I'm watching it, but I know deep down in my heart, and I think you know guys that are listening, deep down in your heart, that if Sasha had a match with Trish, that shit would be fucking ill, and we have no doubts about that. It's not like Alexa, where, we, where we're like, oh, the match may be good, may be bad, we don't know. We know Sasha and Trish together is a match made in heaven. That, you know, it just, it just bugs me, because I don't get why Sasha is on such a lower pedestal than Alexa always right now, considering her work ethic, considering the fans are always cheering, we want Sasha. And 
Um, not to, and this is not to diminish Alexa. I, I really don't want to shit on her because I like, like it. I, I don't want to, but I, I, but I'm just saying as a wrestler and as a performer, Sasha would be better in this position as a woman's champion, as a heel going against Trish. I think that makes better, much, much more sense personally. I think as makes, and I, and I don't want to make it political. I really don't, but. I don't know. It's just it's just this whole it's this whole thing of like we have to have a a blonde woman, a blonde white woman as champion as our face for the company and I and it's it's perpetual like you know I don't think they've they've grown past that. You know, we have Carmella, we have Charlotte, which is Charlotte is bona fidely should be champion and then you have, you know, uh, uh Alexa who they won they win multiple championships. And I mean it's just, it's just, it's just. I don't know. It, it just gets, it just bugs me a little bit. I think because I think Sasha deserves it. I mean, by now, I think she's that. I mean, I, don't, I wonder who she's gonna be facing at Evolution. But I hope it's not some lame ass tag team match with Bailey. I don't want to see that. And I and I think that booking Sasha into this tag team with no purpose, like why we have, we still haven't gotten a reason why they made them a tag team. After that storyline they built and wasted our time with of them breaking up and then getting back to it, it made it makes no sense. So um, booking Sasha going forward, I'm not gonna say turn her heel now because I don't think they're gonna do that. But what I'll say is give her a solid match at Evolution that I can sink my teeth into. Give her Beth Phoenix. Give her give her even Mickey James. Give her give her somebody that I can say like all right, Sasha can tear the house. Bring that up way. Bianca Belair. Oh shit, that's Bianca. my book in black right now. I want to cut you off because no, you go sound ahead. like a mark, but I know you love Sasha. I love Sasha too. Listen, our whole fifteen weeks, I've been trying not to be the show that ragtags on bad writing because. We see how difficult it is to write uh-huh. as writers. You know what I mean? Um, our show's 15 minutes. They have to do three hours for 52 weeks. And we can armchair quarterback all the time and make things creative, which I know may seem like the easiest thing to do, but I don't know what their plans is. I don't know politically or, you know... But you Sasha, think it's reasonable. You think it's logical to go with somebody who's getting you, the We Want Sasha chance. You I think, mean, it was, and you've seen her perform as a heel before, so that's reasonable. That makes sense. It's not me being a mark to say that. It's I not mean, me being but unreasonable. You, but it, it, it is when you're talking about again money wise. The reason why you turn Braun heels because Braun doesn't move as much merch as Sasha does. That's why you don't turn her heel. She has to be a face. It's monetarily values in this. You know what I mean? That Sasha has to remain a face because you have little kids wearing the glasses and buying the shirts with the rings and doing the thing. Turn Alexa face and make her like the, you know, Holly Quinn of the fucking Deals Division. I mean, clearly she has the chops to to be on on the the mic. (coughs) That's all I'm trying to say. All I'm trying to say is that... (coughs) Maybe it's political. I, I, I just... I mean, look how Sasha talks. Like, Sasha was on a complex joint with Peter Rosenberg. Um, um, people asked, Sasha's on a joint with Peter Rosenberg, and um, they asked her about something. And, like, 
Yes, I don't care. I want our. I want people to have personality. Sasha has personality, but the way she talks about the way she talks about certain things, you can tell she does that backstage. Huh. And if that is the case, you know what I mean. Why I'm working her, or if, why I'm okay. doing, you know what I mean. If like, I was Sasha, I would have a chip on my shoulder too. You know. For for what? Because she has the skill to be the because because the marquee top the, um, woman on Raw can can change. You know, right? They chosen they chosen Alexa. That's who they chose. Granted, the marquee woman can easily be Sasha. It could easily be Sasha. Like I, I just and I think that it's an old mentality of they we're trying to sell merch this way and. We're, we're we're gonna we're gonna put her into this tag team just so she can just turn her wheels, spin her wheels in this you know dead end kind of uh because you don't realize that they're just gonna milk her for the revenue until she's fucking dead and then there's no buzz. I don't want that to happen to Sasha. Sasha shouldn't be that. Neither should Bailey, honestly. But give her her time in the sun so she doesn't fucking dry out. What do you mean, Sasha? Literally was the first woman. She was the first woman ever in the Royal Rumble. She was one of the first women to be in a women's Hell in a Cell match with with Charlotte. They literally main event at Raw and Pat. That's all great. Fine and daddy. So Sasha's had her time in a moment. Sasha has been booked well over time. Like, can people always be on top? No. No. But she hasn't been on top for 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 a very long time. And and this is not like... It's a cycle. And I'm not saying that she has to be on top all the time. But I'm saying, like, right now, they have booked her shitty for, like, over a year. It's not just, like... They haven't built her shitty for over a year. She what was the last storyline that you remember that Sasha had that was decent? I just told you, Sasha can't always be on top. And also, when you do shitty stuff backstage, I don't know of, you don't get rewarded by getting put on TV with quality stuff. I do you can think she's doing shitty stuff backstage? I can tell you by listening to her interview, she has a problem working with certain people. I can... And it... I can... That's speculation. So... I'm talking. Yeah, no, that's speculation. You know that's, I mean? that's not fair. If, if if I mean, that's your speculation. If it's true or not, we don't know. But that's speculation. Sasha's attitude backstage is speculation. But um, if you're if if you have this burning desire to be champion and to be the best, and and Sasha does, I would have I would have a chip on my shoulder too. If I'm given the script and I'm like, all right, I'm breaking up with Bailey this week. All right, I'm back with Bailey this week. All right, I'm breaking up with Bailey this week. I'm back. I'm like, what the fuck. And then, and then, then you have Alexa out there, and then, like, like Sasha around the uh, program would have been great. I'm not saying that they needed that to, be, to have, happen at SummerSlam, but that would have been great too. But now the Trish, that's when I'm like, okay, the, with Trish and Alexa, come on, like we we already saw Sasha stare down with Trish, and that should be the match. Clearly, I don't know why they gave it to Alexa, but uh, it is what it is. I mean, we don't know what the plans are. That's another thing. Like yeah, and this is me talking about like what I see. We don't know from that. Like we don't know if Sasha may move to SmackDown. Like we don't know the, like a trade's coming through. We don't know. Like I said, I if I'm booking Black, if I'm booking Sasha, we don't know if we got Sasha and Bianca Belair. And we if, don't know if that's evolution. And like 
that's why they're spinning wheels because we don't want you All to right. sink your teeth into something that we're not going to promise you. And if if, the, if it's something that Sasha has going on with Evolution that I really care about, I will t- I will take everything I said back and be like, "All right, if it, if it's better than her and Trish, then I'm gonna take it back and like like all right, yeah, they they they, they got me on that." But right now, I mean, at this moment, them, you got to think like let's let's be realistic here. They're about to have their they're about to have their first ever women's pay per view. And they're they're trying to empty the clip by bringing back people, putting together matches and stuff like that, like past, future, present. Like Sasha wasn't on SummerSlam for a reason, and it's not because they didn't have enough time because it was a six-hour fucking show that we talked about last week. It's not the lack of time. It's the lack of what they're... Like, they want your palate wet for Sasha because that We Want Sasha chance that was happening during Divas matches led us to that women's revolution of her coming in and and main event in Raw and swapping the title with Charlotte and having a really good 2016 on Raw. 2017, you had to kind of give it to somebody else which they rotated. They brought up Bailey. They saw Charlotte had a run. Nia Jax got her run. Like twenty, like they had the. They, they, it's 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 a road now. Twenty eighteen. You bring the new talent that come up. People that stopped stepped up. You know what I mean? Like literally, Alexa was on SmackDown, running SmackDown, and Vince was like, "I need her on Raw for a purpose, uh-huh. for a reason." To shake stuff up because Sasha probably was thinking she was the shit because she's main eventing Raw. She's won the title. She's really showing that she's the shit. Like that can boost. Like having too much success can also be a negative when you want to be something so bad. You probably get knocked down a peg just so you can have something to climb up for again. You meet the peak. I'm at not something like doubting that. That, 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 that that she needs motivation and that's cool. But um, I, I but I think also what plays into it is that. I don't think they could see a black woman as their main main event. I, I, and I don't. And I and I hate this to to make it political, but that's what I see. I see that they they haven't gotten to the point where they can I see a black man. That's for it. sure. So why would they ever I see can't it say that as their main? Not, event? Naomi literally like got like they like like. It's what? not winning the belt. You know what I mean by main woman. You know the person that they showcase not just for as a transitional champion, somebody who they showcase as like all right the the foil to. To, to the where everything circles around, everything's circling around Alexa. Everything on the women's division in Raw circles around Alexa. Everything on the women's division on SmackDown circles around Charlotte. That's what I mean. I mean, but at that, I mean, for one, that's true. And I don't want in your speculation of they don't think that they can see like literally the women's revolution was circled around only one name. Niggas was not on Raw screaming, "We want Charlotte." We want Bailey. We want Becky. That's the fans. No, the the reason the reason why sh- those people got bumped up was because of Sasha exactly. and the work she was doing. Then you're NXT. that proved my point. But what I'm saying is, is that she did get her spot. She can't always. Th- what I'm saying is, Alexa's not going to be. Alexa wasn't in the spot last year. She yes, she was on SmackDown. But again, Sasha was there in the spot on Raw. Okay, and Nia so, was on that spot on Raw. So Sasha can, was not on the spot on Raw. Sasha and Charlotte literally ran Raw. That was 2016. Sasha hasn't been on running this shit on Raw for a minute. And I, I said the cycle ran through 
because then wasn't it Naya and then Bailey and then uh and and who else got the the uh and, uh the title Sasha um Charlotte had it for Mad Long you know uh, and then uh she lost it to Bailey and then finally Bailey lost it to Alexa that's how it happened Sasha was in between somewhere in 2016 she last time she had it was 2016 the end of 2016 so yeah 2017 she didn't do shit and she ain't doing any, she ain't doing shit in 2018, and the fans are chanting, "We want Sasha." So I'm wondering, like, all right, what is it that they need? To, like, why aren't they? You know. So do you not think it's Sasha? Do do, do I not think what's Sasha? Do you not? I mean, if I mean, oh, her attitude. Do you not think? Like, when do we start again? Like, we know performers are people. When do we not but think we, that? Okay, people, we, we can sit here and speculate. Maybe her attitude, which I'm not going to deny or say that yes or yes or no, that is her attitude. But what, what I will say that it might be also their attitude and their their preconceived notions about making a a, a colored woman that prominent on the roster. And and, and I don't that's, know, I, don't, I can't know? say that because honestly, I, at, at this point in time, like looking at the looking at the women and how they're 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 being portrayed and booked. And and placed in a position, like for one, there are not a lot of black people. Period. But and Sasha's one of the best, it, and I'm not saying that it's not like she's just. I'm not saying just throw some black girl in there just for sake. Sasha's one of the best women wrestlers on the roster. Okay, and at this point in time, if that's not valued, then. It's, it got to be twofold. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. it, it has to be because there's WWE loves money. I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to the Perfect Scam podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. We They just did a show in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so they're not dumb to this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they keep her around for, and you're like, yes, they keep her around to sell merch and stuff like that, but don't you think they can propel her to something else? You know what I mean? Like, maybe you keep Sasha on the simmer because you bubble up in October of 2019 when she moves to SmackDown. You know what I mean? Like, because then she gets that major push. Maybe she gets that major bump. Now you're going to see Sasha on everything, like on NFL, you know, the game or something like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Because now her and Ronda is going to be moved. Like, we'll it's a, it, I, I, I do think everybody has their role. To, it's, it's an eclipse. You know what I mean? Like, Ember's going to have her time where she's going to find her gimmick. Uh-huh. Maybe Ember and Sasha is the, 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 the wave of evolution. You know what I mean? Like, I think you have, over time, 
it has to be, it has to, where's, like I said, where, where like, you ha- can I say something real quick? Sorry to cut you off, but like you said before, we're going to see like Becky and Charlotte tear the house down in Hell so We're excited about seeing that match. Thank you, SmackDown, for giving that to us. When we when we're looking forward to um, SummerSlam, all I want to see is Ronda just beat the shit out of Alexa. I think that's only I didn't I didn't look forward to seeing a wrestling match. I wanted to see Ronda just kill somebody. Now we're now we saw Ronda kill somebody. All right, we're just gonna see Ronda kill somebody again with Alexa. So when are we gonna get, get to see some wrestling from the woman, some actual real wrestling from the woman who can do it? And I know Sasha and Bailey can do it. So why can't we see that showcased more? And and that's the issue I have with it. It's not that. I get the money is, is, is very prominent, you know, and, and I don't want to talk too much more long about this, but at some point, the work has to count for something. I mean, it can be. And you can say we're going to get it next year. That's fine. And I, but I'm talking about right now, the way they're writing everything and the way they're pushing everything. Well, also, Sasha wasn't, evolution. Wasn't if you really want to put evolution, then put the people who are fucking working their asses well, on workers. I mean, but also, on, like, again, like, you, you, again. Wrestling, yes, has to have the wrestling element of it. But you also got... We, we talk, too, about how Sasha's inauthentic on the mic sometimes and how we don't like how she talks and how, you know, certain things can be better and, and, and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, so... I necessarily would like to see Sasha handle things more graciously. Huh. Right? Because that also plays into the part of how you are portrayed and then how you will be received and perceived and how we have faith in you mm-hmm. to do things better. Sasha was hurt that 2017. Like, you know what I mean? It's 20, that SummerSlam match with Sasha, I mean, with Charlotte was the year before last, I mm-hmm. believe. Yeah. Or last year. It's 2016. It's 2016. Yeah. So she was the the neck, the knee, like she had the the back. You know what I mean? Like she she wasn't featured because we have to get you right if you're an investment that we're going to make in you. So then you have to get put back into the fold. And yes, Sasha looks at herself she's like I should be Charlotte and be thrust right back in there. Well, you also have to look at SmackDown. We just said about Oscar. What are you doing with Asuka? You've been ruining Asuka since she came up here. She hasn't touched the title since she came up to the main roster. You know what I mean? She's breaking up backstage feuds. Now, I'm not saying Asuka has any type of uh, ill will backstage, but we just don't have anything because we're pushing something else right now. You know what I mean? Like, we have to get... And yeah, you only have so many hours, but if that's the case, then... What if we get an interpromotional match? Like, do we do we need to see Charlotte and Oscar again? We're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna recircle this back in October, and we're gonna have this conversation again about uh, Sasha. But um, we'll see, you know. And you're right. I gotta gotta wait and see what happens. But uh, I'm not looking forward to Trish Alexis, so, so so to speak. I'm not really. I'm really looking forward to just to seeing Trish in action, not to see the match. You know? I mean, I'm gonna keep it funky with you, dog. Like, I, I, I'm not looking forward to this pay per view. Like, I mean, I'm watching it. I listen. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna 
I'm going to invest my time to, but they're not giving me, it's this, like, I'm not saying it because it's an all-woman pay-per-view, I'm saying it because they're not, they're not making it special. Compelling. They're not making it compelling. They're, and yeah. it's just like Hell in a Cell. Yeah. I'm going to watch it, but again, mm-hmm. for what? To see Jeff and Randy, and to see Alexa, and like, and I get it, Alexa is getting a lot of these spots, but let's, let's look at it again. Money uh, in the bank, you know, like just yeah, yeah. And like, and, and Lexus, you know, she, I get it. She's hot. She's pretty. She's we're talking to Mike. She's decent but, but, in the ring. But so. everybody else gets their spots. Charlotte is literally seven seven time champion. They're trying to push her as her dad as sixteen time champion. She's halfway there. She's been on the roster what three years? She came up in twenty fifteen. Yeah. So she she's been on the roster three years. She's seven time champion. Like I said, Sasha was the first woman ever in a women's Royal Rumble. She didn't win it, but she was the first woman ever and lasted the longest. She's the first woman in the Hell in a Cell. Mm-hmm. You know, she's a four-time champion. Yeah, and all that, all all those are like you know little like accolades. But that's what little, that's what Alexa oh, little, like, little. But know. that's what Alexa's get. Alexa's getting her accolades. She's she, also Sasha's only been on one show. Just like have, the, just like how Becky had her gripe of being you know, on SmackDown, and now she's from 2016 to now 2018. She hasn't. That was two years. She's a really good worker, but other people are pushed around, and then now she kind of fights herself, and she's back prominent. 2016 with Sasha, she's only been on Raw. Now it's 2018. Can we get stuff cooking? Like mm-hmm. it's just. It's time, and then maybe so a, cha- a scenery change of scenery would be right. good. Maybe, and we'll see what happens with the next uh, uh, draft or whatever they call it. Mix up, uh, but my, shake up. But my book. But my, what would you do with Sasha right now? I mean, honestly, like what I would do with Sasha is I would reset. I would I would move her to SmackDown. I would have a I would have her go, and I would love to see her and Bianca have a match. I would love to see both of their sassiness. You're talking about highlighting. Black women, uh-huh. you put those two in a match, you got two of the best black women, two of the best black athletes uh-huh. on the roster, they can tear the house down. And that can just be a, a, you can have that as a flash in the pan match because if you move, let's say, um, you move Sasha to SmackDown, you move Becky to Raw, and now you have Sasha and and, and Becky, uh-huh. I mean, Sasha and Charlotte get on SmackDown to tear down on SmackDown. You move Bianca to SmackDown. Charlotte already said she want to work with Bianca. Yeah. Now you got another whole nother triple threat. And we'll that see you can if they do, do like that. that. You know, that's how, I think I love your booking. And we'll see what they do. But, yeah, I don't have much confidence in that. I, I, and, and, I, and I really, guys, I don't want to be this militant black guy. It's like, oh, they're, just, they're not pushing the black people. It's not that. It's just... Sasha works so fucking hard, and I see the work she puts in. And it's not only that she puts work to work in, because everybody does. It's the fans' reaction to her, and then to see what they give her, and then the fan reacts even more, and then they, they, they see what they, to give they give her, and and then I'm like, yo, the Trish and her is just a no brainer, and they give it to Alexa, and I'm like, come on now. So yeah, with that said, let's um finish up the show. Let's uh, move on to business and logic. We're gonna talk a little bit about um Cody Rhodes and Young Bucks, and all in pay per view coming up. What's the let's find the the uh what's the actual date? The, the, September first. September first. Oh, okay, it's the first. That's coming up uh in a week or was no, it? It's Saturday. Is this Saturday? What? Uh yeah, okay. So <laughs> I am a little bit off my game right now with the with the dates. It's been a crazy it's been crazy it's always a crazy month. Um but uh yeah, I'm excited about this. I think that 
what Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks are doing are shaking up the business in a way that I've I think we've never seen before. They put their I listened to their um their interview with Chris Jericho and they put their own money into this. It's Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes investing in the arena, uh, and they they came up with deals with ROH so that they can wrestle because they're still under contract with ROH. They they got deals with NJPW to get the wrestlers coming over over to wrestle over here. I think this is one of the biggest things to happen in wrestling in a long, long, long time. And I don't I don't know if you feel the same way, but I think it's just huge. Then you got Chris Jericho doing his rock and roll cruise. I think these two things are the first time I personally have seen wrestlers take it upon themselves to showcase wrestling and make a platform for wrestling rather than a company backing them without sponsorship they you know they have a couple sponsors that they're they're um, working with but nothing nobody too big you know so it's the i'm entre- super excited it's the entrepreneurial spirit of of the of just not so much is the life you know what i mean like the world that we live in everybody is trying to get from up under the hand uh-huh. you know what i mean like everybody's trying to necessarily make it on their own and do things on our own, independent. We see it with, with with music all the time. Like you don't have to sign that three sixty deal because you can go and tour and make merch and do it. You know what I mean? Do it yourself. Hell, sell CDs out your trunk or flash drives out your trunk. Whatever the hell you how you get music now. Yeah. Um. But as far as the bucks and wrestling goes, um, I am um, I am excited about. The potential of what this can do for the for for wrestling in general, because I have a, a lot of you know a lot of acquaintances that's going to be an all in. Shout out to my guys Penta and Phoenix and and MJF and Joey Janela yeah. and you know all, you know guys that I legit know. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, they're going to be a part of this historic event. Um, my thing is is that. Um, I, I I would like to see a lot a little bit more inclusion. Okay, you know what I mean. Like um, I look at that card, I off the top of my head, I Jay think Lethal. I think Jay Lethal is the only one. <laughs> and you guys know what we mean. <laughs> We've dealt with that being said. <laughs> so I mean, and, and, and I I know he he owes the title and stuff uh-huh. like that. You know, um, so. Yeah, that you know a little bit more. You know, you got. I don't know what the deal is. You know, with ACH or Shane yeah. or um, you know or MVP. or Moose or MVP or something. You know yeah. what I mean? Like some. You know some. You know you know somebody. You yeah. Know, but so and I know. I agree. I know it's not a. It's not. It's not a lot. It is a lot. There's a lot of us that wrestle. So, you know, we, we got some guys out there with some cachet. Rich Swan. Some like Rich Swan, you know what I mean? Um, so, um, anyway, but I'm, I I do understand the business of it, and I appreciate the business of it. And I do, uh, I, listen, I watched Being the Elite. Cody, I I admire you. That is the American dream. That's the rule, baby. And I'm here to tell you a reasonable wrestling. <laughs> to me, and talking about wrestling. I'm talking about. So, you know what I mean? I, I, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I, 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 lo- I love what they're doing. And, like I said, the entrepreneurial spirit. And it, it forces the hand uh, uh, of how to do business. Like It you really see, changes the landscape, I think. I think it pushes the envelope in a way that. 
Because I, I think that WWE has to notice this. They have to notice it. They have to see it and see how business evolves. Because every industry evolves. And WWE doesn't want to get left in the dust. What I see All In doing is creating an avenue where we can see dream matches every single year, depending on how it goes. We can see dream matches that every year at this All In event that we would never see anywhere else. Where we won't see it in ROH. You won't see it in, in New Japan. We won't see it in WWE. You won't see it in MLW. We'll see it only in All In because they're the only people that can get the access to everything else. You know, not that we don't see dream matches throughout the year, you know, in, in Japan and in ROH that people just do, they actually do have um, a working relationship. But I think that in particular, All In brings in a different type of vibe, a different type of energy and a different type of creativity with um, Cody and his uh, and the Young Bucks. They, 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 they just work differently. It's a different vibe. So I'm really curious to see how, the, not only how, it's produced, but how they actually wrestle in the in the show, how the wrestling will be, it probably be crazy, it'd probably be off the wall. I'm I'm curious to see Pentagon and Kenny, you know, go at it. Um, it's gonna be a good show, and I think that they're making history. And you, you, we gotta tip our our cap to Cody Rhodes. He's really making his father proud with the promotion. You know, you can't. You, you can't deny that Cody, I mean it's in his blood. It's in like his blood. His, I mean his dad literally started Starcade. You know what I mean? So um, to see him do Starcast and and, and all in, and, and you know, it's gonna be on WGN. It's gonna be on you know, it, it's gonna be uh, uh, on Fight TV. You know, um, so I I definitely do. Um, I appreciate it as a businessman, as an entrepreneur myself, as a wrestling fan. We're going to see Penta versus Kenny, um, which is going to be a fucking great match. Um, you know, Rey Mysterio is on the show. Uh-huh. Um, they, like, it's, it's going to be good. There probably be some surprises. We'll see what happens, you know. Um, definitely, I think by the end of the week, up. we're going to have a lot of news to talk about next week yeah. after this. Um, so, I'll, yeah, check it out, guys. Check it out. Check it out, All In. Shout out to um, yeah, Cody and the Young Bucks. Um, Thank I, you. And as much as we're talking about it, we're not going to watch it. I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out sometime. Watch it. <laughs> yeah, I got I to gotta stay informed to give you guys a tea. You know, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the workhorse yeah. over here. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, um, and uh, just, to, just to wrap up Business and Logic, um, smart business again by WWE to sign uh, Matt Riddle. Um, I think that when you talk about a... Um, uh, a um, they let go of Neville. Um, Neville has been released, so maybe he might maybe be an all in. Yeah. Uh, God damn it. <laughs> Here we go. Um, yeah, so maybe we'll see Pac at all in. Um, but other than um, but other than releasing a the contract, they got a really good a worker. Um, I think you know, Matt being in that uh, NXT full sale environment is going to really um, be Adam Cole esque. Um, I think yeah, they got a star in their hands. Yeah, they they definitely got a star in their hands. So business that makes sense. Damn, Logically, that makes sense because now when you're talking about who you can market as far as being a face, um, he is the he is the RVD. Of he this is generation. a quintessential face, man. Like 
Um, <laughs> just his energy. So just seeing him, on, you know, in his matches and stuff like that. His fire ups are dope. The guy is—he's a machine. And he's he, a legit too. Yeah, he's a legit fighter. You know, yeah. he's, just, he's from MMA. Yeah. So he's really picked up on the business very like quicker than a lot of people, and he's—he's—he's he's, he's honed his craft. So we're gonna see some shit. Like NXT has so much fucking talent right now. I was just t- telling Chris earlier today, like as much as talent is on a main roster, we know they have a lot of talent that they don't even really use right. But they have so much great talent on the main roster that NXT has. The guys, when they come up from NXT, like Anna Nicole, Ricochet, they, they got Aleister Black, Tommaso, Johnny. They got, um, now they got Keith Lee. Yeah. When, they, when all these guys come to the main roster, yo, oh, man, it's going to be crazy. And if the culture changes a little bit more so they can write a little bit better and produce a little bit better on the main roster, <laughs> then we have, we're, in, we're in for a really golden age of wrestling again. And I'm really excited to be a part of it. Yeah, um, so, um, again... Wrestling, wrestling fans, um, we have a great, I think, the fourth quarter of this year, let's just, let's just ride it out, okay? I I mean, listen, we're going to be, let's just get to the Royal Rumble. (laughs) I mean, let's, let's, that's what I'm saying, like, let's. Let these are the kind of dog days of yeah. wrestling. Oh yeah, we're gonna we have, have shit, some shit shows. This is why every every year around fall they just throw us <laughs> shit like you see mistakes. But also let's stay let's stay positive and also remember that football is kicking off. Uh-huh. WWE always always regardless of what happens they try to start strong in the fall because they want to compete with Monday Night Football. So mm-hmm. just and then they waver. Right? I mean, yeah. they waver. You got the you got Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. They do Survivor Series. You have that makeup uh, pay per view filler in December, Roblox. and then you got your your, Rumble, your Royal Rumble. Yeah. So um, hey, listen, we're gonna be here giving you the, the raw, uncut. Yeah, the you know what I mean. The 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 realest of the real. So make sure y'all stay tuned. We'll be filling you in um, this week. Of wrestling, it was just too much. It was just too much of nothing. That is what this episode is going to be. Hey, listen, you say it was too much of nothing, but the the Raw was too much of nothing. SmackDown was really good. SmackDown was really good, but then did it really progress too much of anything? I mean, it pushed forward the Becky Lynch and Charlotte storyline. Pushed forward Samoa the Joe. They pushed forward the tag team. Everything meant something to me on SmackDown. Everything, okay, I can I can say that, but yeah. it, was, it was, okay. And okay. They, they, they teased Daniel Bryan and Andrade. Okay. So. NXT was only, we that was too, if they could have just had, if, if NXT could have just been Velveteen Dreamer and Johnny and then a tag team match, and they just like, hey, we got a twenty minute show for you guys. I would have like felt so good. <laughs> Too much of nothing, my yeah. I mean, even again, SmackDown. Yeah, like you-, you. Why did y'all give us six? Why did y'all give us three, two, th- uh, two, three tag matches when you got six teams? Just do uh, 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 another mini tournament. Oh, because they gotta, they gotta, they gotta. They should have done a tournament, but I guess they gotta stretch things out, and they gotta also give room to tell other stories throughout the next weeks. So they're booking themselves into two segments a week. So they have for tag teams. So it's like this segment and the new day segment, and then next week we're gonna have the other match and another tag team segment, and that's it. They're probably booking themselves two two tag team segments a week, and that's too much of nothing. 
but yeah, I, I, I disagree with because, you. Because, I mean, literally. On, on the raw front, we got Finn Balor and Baron Corbin at fucking again. I'm about to shoot my brains out. But on SmackDown front, they, uh, they're really, I think they're, they're working pretty well to make the, the show run like a show that, that's should. True, that's and true. And interweaving Paige running out there and she's all tired. I thought that was pretty clever. You know, it's like they're reading in all the pieces they have in a way that. That's true. Is, I mean, you know, I, I can, I can. To the best of the way they can, you know, you can't. It's two hour show, and you gotta. I'll take that. I'll build to a specific. I will take show. that back, but I mean, let's let's. I mean, it is too much. I mean, I didn't take it. I say sometimes you just I'll, had a busy week. That's what it is. You no, just but a, okay, even to, like okay, it's just raw was raw was raw was bad. SmackDown was good, but then NXT was eh. Did we watch two or five live on Tuesday? I tried, but I couldn't exactly. Get and then did we watch? The May Young Classic that aired tonight. Oh, it, it, it aired tonight. Yeah. Oh shit. I was there, so that too. But yeah. I mean, I didn't know it started today. It's just, it was just too much. It's just, yeah, just, yeah, that's too much. I'm sorry. When you add May Young Classic, especially in two I'm not gonna get two every week, but I'll, I'll try to get through NXT. You know, even me as a workhorse, I can't <laughs> do all this wrestling. Good God, I got a life too. It is a lot. Yeah, I know but, I'm Mark, but good, Jesus Christ. I mean, but next week NXT, Johnny Gargano, Velveteen Dream, I'm there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, we got to be tuned in and locked in for that. So um, with that said. With that said. Uh, thank you for listening. If you made it this far. Hour uh, and a half of us. We said this wasn't going to be a long show, and it ended up being a long show. Yeah. Uh, so we'll catch you guys next week, man. Thank you. Follow us on Twitter again, RW uh, Podcast One. We're on every other thing called Reasonable Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> every other thing, every all the media is a socialist. <laughs> it's the Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that shit. So we'll catch you guys next week, man. Peace. Peace out. Still paying hundreds of dollars for prescription glasses? Let's change that. At Zenny.com, our factory direct model means no middlemen or outrageous markups. Just the same quality frames and lens options as the other guys for one tenth the price. Zenni offers prescription glasses starting at $6.95, as well as affordable sunglasses, blue blockers, and more. The best part? Try any frame, anywhere, with our 3D virtual try-on. Visit Zenni.com today and change the way you buy glasses forever. Zenni's Blocks lenses help to protect the eyes by keeping harmful blue light out. Because they're virtually clear, add blocks to any Zenni frame for stylish, all-day protection. Get a complete pair of prescription or non-prescription Blocks glasses starting at just $24. Protect your eyes now at Zenni.com.